Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 110, looking at Judges 7 and 8, and then Acts chapter 9 and the first 20 verses. Let's first head into the book of Judges, and here we have Gideon with a mighty army, numbering 32,000. Yet God says that there are too many men for them to win the battle. Can you just imagine that? The army is too great and too large for Gideon to win the battle. What we are going to learn is that in God's economy, numbers work in a very different way. In the first cull, anyone that was afraid in their hearts were to leave. In total, 22,000 left. In the second cull, God directs Gideon to once again choose his men wisely. This time, we have gone from 32,000 all the way down to 300 men. Less than 1% of the original army now stands before Gideon, and it's this group of men that God is going to deem that the battle can be won. It doesn't make sense to man's thinking. However, can you just imagine what Gideon was thinking? He had 32,000 men and now he had 300. How was he ever going to win the battle? Well, that question is only ever asked when we forget to factor in God. Look at verse 9. God had given Midian into the hand of Gideon. It wasn't the 300 men who would win the battle, and it was never going to be the 32,000 men that was going to win the battle. It was the all-powerful God who would win the battle. I think we can often think like this in everyday life. How is little old me going to achieve this or that for God? We assume that we are the ones to bring about success, but it's not. God is in control. And it is our privilege to serve him and be used by him to fulfill his purposes. And it's incredibly freeing when we grasp this. Think about your day. What do you need to achieve? What do you need to do? What do you need to say to somebody? Who do you need to speak with? Well, know that God is in control of all things. He will be with you in what he needs, wants and desires. Trust him. Even when the odds are against you, trust the all-powerful God, because he didn't need 32,000 men, he didn't need 10,000 men, to be honest, he didn't even need 300 men, because if God wills it, it will happen. So look at your day-to-day. If God wills it, it will happen. Let's head into Acts, and we have Saul truly hating Christians. He wanted them locked up or murdered. He was travelling from house to house and through the regions with one purpose, persecute the way. The name used for believers in Jesus likely comes from the words of Jesus when he declared that he was the way, the truth and the life. On one particular journey, where Saul was travelling to Damascus to persecute Christians, he was stopped by a great light and a voice that asked him why he was persecuting Jesus. Put yourself in the shoes of Saul. This must have been an incredible sight and certainly one that would have sparked fear in his heart. The light and the glory of Jesus shone so brightly on Saul that he did not eat, drink or even see for the next three days. During this time, the Lord called Ananias to go and speak to Saul. And two things are striking, the fear of Ananias and the obedience of Saul. Notice that Saul had brought fear to the believers in Christ, for he was the man who killed anyone who followed Jesus. Yet God had called Saul. God was going to commission him not to persecute the church, but to expand the church through the sharing of the gospel. And Ananias should not fear, for God was in control. And then we have this amazing scene of Saul being baptised as a believer in Christ. The murderer became a child of God. Our passage today is a great reminder that the gospel is for everyone. There is nobody too bad, too sinful and too evil for the gospel to save them. 
Saul the murderer was saved through Jesus, so you, the listener of this podcast, can be saved by Jesus. More than that, the transformation that comes from Jesus is immense. God transforms our hearts and minds and souls. We won't look like we used to. We won't sound or even behave like we used to. We will be made new through Jesus, for he truly is the way. Let's pray together. Father, when we look at these two passages, we clearly see one clear lesson, that God is in control, that God is all-powerful. Father, we pray that we would trust you each day, that we'd walk into each circumstance knowing that you are in control, knowing that you are the one that will guide us, that will give us the strength to achieve it. And Father, we pray that we would be transformed in our way of thinking, that we would rely upon you and that we would seek you in all things. Father, we pray that this would be true in our lives today. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.